0: Hey! Hello! How you doing? I hate you (laughs) Meredith. Sorry, I've been waiting to do that all (laughs) week. I'm just joking. I love you.
1: Welcome back to the Wine About Birth Podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we are here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's
2: not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes and I'm a midwife at a busy birth center.
0: I'm Meredith Rao, and I have a home birth practice here in Winchester, Virginia.
1: And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital, and also a birth assistant for out-of-hospital midwives. A
0: magnificent
1: birth assistant. Ooh, ooh. (laughs) Speaking of birth assistant. We got to work together this yeah, week. Yeah, we did.
0: It was for five seconds. For five seconds, <laughs> it was special. I accidentally called Jess when the mom was pushing. <laughs> <gasps> Is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. Oh. The second she got in the tub, she pushed, and I like ran into the bathroom. I was like, Jess, <laughs> Jess, and I knew she was at a concert, so I was like trying to be quiet. Yeah.
1: But... Fortunately, I was only one exit away from you.
0: But yeah. I... You got there like maybe what five minutes before the baby was born. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't hear that story. <laughs> yeah, but it was I was great.
1: I was the birth assistant, not the doula, so I covered all the important parts. Yeah,
0: and honestly, I didn't do anything either. Mom caught her baby. I didn't even know the baby was out yet, so, so mm. it, worked out it perfect. was glorious,
1: beautiful. So this was a different week for us because me and Meredith had more births than
2: I yeah. did. Yeah, never happened. No, I had one. The day before I left town, it was yep. stunning and beautiful, and they actually gave me wine yeah. for hey. us to drink today, and I didn't bring it. That's okay. Um, the but worst. then I went out of town for a wedding, and it was amazing, and Tim I went and had fun. I so, I did. so you were
1: traveling and having fun, and I was having three babies. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Weird role reversal. Yeah. It is a weird
0: role reversal.
2: Hey, can we can we talk about how we're in a transition currently, so our sound is going to sound a little throwback? Yeah, we're yes. having a throwback. So, some
1: things are changing at Wine About Birth, and um, so, for just this week's episode, we are recording the way we recorded our first four episodes, but starting next week, our sound should be all gravy baby again. We should be back on track. I'm actually kind
0: of glad this is happening, because I think it's making me realize how far we came, how quickly. (laughs) Like, seriously, this was only a couple months ago. We were just sitting in Kim's bed recording, like we are today, on our phones. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, we're, like, doing live recordings with people. People, you know? Which we so,
2: will be releasing eventually.
0: Yes. It we, needs some work. Needs,
1: <laughs> we did do our live recording. I think it
2: went super, super well. It was so well. much fun. The it energy was, there was amazing. Yeah. Um, drunk Kim made an appearance. So <laughs> we'll be editing some of her statements out. A lot of drunk people <laughs> made an appearance that night.
0: It was amazing. It was though. so much fun. But it, it was really fun. There will be videos to
2: come. Yes. And both fine. of the pregnant mamas that were there that you'll see had their babies that you? very yeah. same week.
1: Yes, it was, and they had fa- fantastic birds. Amazing birds. yeah. So today, I think that today's subject is really fitting, because I, this is something I love to talk about, but it's, it's also. another soap
2: soapbox. It's, a, it's one of my soapboxes. You have so many soapboxes.
1: I know. It's that you should really be cleaner. Contain.
0: I, <laughs> I should, She's standing on the soap, she's not using it. I tried
1: to be a cleaner once, it was not my cup of tea at all. Her skin
2: broke out, her hair was getting gnarly. I hated it, it. it was beautiful. Was it worse than your time at the doctor's office?
1: I mean, mentally, doing the work, yes, it was worse, because I liked my work as a nurse at the doctor's office, but I did get to make my own schedule. I just hated every minute of it while it was happening.
0: (laughs) Hated every minute of it? Yeah. I I one yes, time that. got I one
1: time got like locked because of my own OCD into a person's glass shower for four hours because I could not get the damn thing clean enough. So we and I was too scared because of my inability to have confrontation with anybody to be like, listen, lady, I cannot get this glass shower clean. Could you I physically think, have gotten out of it though, if you no, I could or you have. Were trapped. I was locked okay. in by my own mind Emotions. because oh. I couldn't get the job done right. Sounds
0: like the ninth circle of my hell. <laughs>
1: I, I, she thought, does have I thought I thought was gonna die in there. How <laughs> many years ago was this? I don't know,
2: like thirteen. Oh, oh we've moved on God. since then. So when you were born, then you were a cleaner. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the only time in her life, she came out window washing from we, the
0: vagina. We met we met just Sounds after that painful. chapter, <laughs> and I didn't come out of a vagina.
1: I came out of the bottom of an abdomen. Oh, yeah, that's me right. Me too.
2: That's the why, yeah. Queen. Oh my gosh. I'm the only person. You're the only one that came out of a vagina. And the person in the corner over there. Mm-hmm.
1: Nikki Nikki's sitting in and watching us because we love her. I know, I
2: love Nikki. Because we so. dragged her here with us. We're like, come <laughs> hang out with us. <laughs> Minus the glue vine and the, uh, no, no assholes no today. No assholes today. She's
1: like the, she's like our podcast doula today. Mm-hmm. But let's move on. And so today what we're talking about is the mind-body
2: connection and labor mm-hmm. for moms. What's yeah. that? Wait, what? Well, I want to say, because you have a whole list. I do have a list. Usually I have a list, mm-hmm. but this time you have a list. I've never had a list. So <laughs> it's 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 ongoing in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a two. I just talk. So we chose this <laughs> this morning, and on my way to work, I was like, what are we going to talk about? And so I started thinking about birth, you know, from the beginning, and we have been birthing since, obviously, the dawn of time. Yeah. Um, A long, long time long, ago. A long, long time ago. And birth has always just been one big headspace. Like, women, for generations and generations, when you go into labor, you have your team. It's women, ser- women serving women. It's whatever you need. They would walk you through the halls mm-hmm. or through the village or whatever mm-hmm. you needed. It, it wasn't like... Oh, well, you only have a couple hours to do A, B, and C. And you need these drugs to get you through it. Yeah, it's it's just always been a headspace without without question. It's just whatever you needed, you got. Mm-hmm. When men, no offense to men, started taking over <laughs> obstetrics. There's a, just this like offense to men in this situation. Anytime I'm offended you say, by all of these men.
1: Anytime you say no offense to, you actually probably should yeah. take offense. It's You're- like
0: saying bless your heart.
2: <laughs> bless their hearts. <laughs> bless you. I'm not blessing their hearts. Remember when, bless his heart. Turned- this is not okay. me hating on all
0: men. This is me hating on the men that took away birth from women.
2: Well, they realized that we are going to continue giving birth, so you can monetize. Money, money, money. And that's when all of our um, statistics became so horrible. But um, since that has happened, we're not. it's like we're not allowed to be... In a headspace, you're supposed to go in, your water has broken, you have two hours to do A, B, and C. What do you mean you need to walk? We don't have enough people to do that for you. So it's always Mm -hmm. been about us and what we need until the 30s, 40s when hospital birth began. So this whole taking women out of their headspace and getting them Mm -hmm. into what their providers are Are looking for has only been happening for the past 80 years. And the earth is how old? Somebody. Anybody. I don't know. Do you
1: want the oh, PC 5, answer? Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. the young earth answer, like, Yeah, answer, I don't wow. their answer. Like,
2: what the they point they is it's a minuscule <laughs> little blink of time where... And yet look uh, how much it shifted how we perceive almost, birth. Me, yeah, so we need to get back to that headspace. And Jess has a huge list of why it's so true that women should be allowed this space that they need. Because your body's going to mm-hmm. do it, but our brains have now become this, you can't do it, you can't ask for things, shut yeah. down... Because fear-mongering
0: is how men are able to take birth away from women. So that just became so ingrained in our culture. Because there's always been fear around birth. Because before there there were mm. C-sections, there were a lot more losses. But obviously things have changed. Like that fear doesn't have to exist. Because if we approach it as normal and things go wrong, then we can address it. We don't have to approach it as something wrong immediately. Yeah.
1: And so I think that um, what you guys are saying is like super... Makes so much sense. And I do think that even in the hospital setting, they're starting to try and get better about this. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, so sure practice
0: insurance involved, though. There yeah. is.
1: And there are also still a lot of things where the, like, fear of litigation can cause things to happen that make it hard for a mom to get into her headspace. Yeah. Well, so, sorry. Sorry. No, sorry. Well, and
2: <laughs> Human beings today, too, like I have seen so many hospital births and I've seen doctors that are amazing. I mean, this, this doctor will like she allowed this person to catch their own baby in the hospital, which is essentially unheard of. Yeah. And then still the parents are like, well, that doctor was horrible because A, B and C. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So even when they're trying to make a positive change, people in general today are so entitled. Almost, and so, you know, someone's yeah. always going to be pissed off.
0: Especially when you go in hoping for, like, a home birth or, you know, a center birth and then you end up in the hospital. Like, that's always really disappointing, but...
1: So, when it comes to, like, there there are several things that we need to talk about when it comes to the mind-body connection, but when it comes to birth, um, I love to say that birth is super, super physical, but I feel like it's just as mental as it is physical. If not more so. Yeah, and... The mental part of it will help the physical part go easy, mm-hmm, easier sure. than it could be, or it can make it
0: harder than it would be otherwise. Like, so many times in prenatals, we're like, hey, let's talk through some of the mental headspace stuff. Let's talk through, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. What are your fears? What are your hopes? And people are like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, no, really. This is super important. You might not realize it now, but it will come yeah. up. And then... Sure enough, we're in labor and all this stuff is coming up. And so if you can create the time in your nine months before you have your baby to work through some stuff, I say go for it. So I think that
1: starting to talk about this, because I love talking about the hormones of labor. Um, I like to talk about animals and labor because we still realize,
0: baby, baby ain't nothing but mammals. So let's <laughs> do
1: it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Break it down, <laughs> just like Jamie says I'm on good. Outlander. Yeah, he's like, I thought does. we had to do it from
0: behind, like horses. Oh, that <laughs> poor little virgin man. Oh. He had no idea. Mm-hmm. He's like, le- I don't care which way quick, we though. do it,
2: Jamie's, yeah, okay. <laughs> is that a thing?
0: He actually oh, says yeah. that. Their first, he's a virgin when they have sex for the first Listen. time. Listen. Okay.
1: Okay, so let's talk about animals and labor. So we still realize that animals need privacy to give birth, which is why... They have
0: babies at night in a cave. Yeah,
1: deers and horses. They, like, go to their little hidey hole mm-hmm. to give birth. And we realize this mechanism exists that... If they feel threatened, they can literally, and they release um, adrenaline, they can literally suck their babies back up into their body. And their cervix closes. Yeah, yeah. and run away to yeah. get
2: out of danger. Which seems really weird, but it definitely happens. Yeah. And we see women that that happens too. And I still, I still have a doctor whom I love. Who tells me it's not a thing, that a cervix cannot close, oh, it can. but can only swell. And I have uh-uh. countless times mm-hmm. felt an 8-centimeter cervix go back down to 4 because something... Usually in transition to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. or just yeah. here if it's, like, harder than they expected. And then you have to do all these things to get them comfortable again. But yeah. you absolutely can affect your cervical dilation. One time this dad was sitting on a
0: birth ball and it popped so he hit the ground real hard and it shook the whole house and I'm almost positive her cervix closed by at least two centimeters when that (laughs)
1: happened. She released a big shot of adrenaline (laughs) and so yeah so we can't talk about this without talking about the hormones of labor and so I talk about this a lot with my clients because today's episode is not just about the fact that the mind and body are connected, but how we as providers or the things that you can do to try and keep yourself in a headspace that helps your labor go easier. And
0: we already talked about, like, protecting your birth space. That's a huge part of it. Exactly. So this is a good episode to follow through Mm -hmm. with. Yeah.
1: And so Mm -hmm. the hormones that you want to have – To have your labor go smoothly um, are oxytocin, Mm -hmm. endorphins, all the good stuff.
0: All the the delicious things.
1: Yeah, if you are releasing oxytocin, you only release oxytocin and endorphins in situations where you're feeling safe, you feel comfortable with the people. nurtured. You feel comfortable with the people around you, you're not scared if there's like what's a, kitten or a cute puppy in the area yeah you you also <laughs> release oxytocin it's the it's the hormone of like making love mm-hmm. um so, so it's like
0: my favorite release of oxytocin is effleurage effleurage <laughs> yes
1: i love i just which said which is a
0: fancy french word for Finger tracing, <laughs> gentle, gentle touching. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just said making love, and then you said ethnomerage, and I was like, I never say making love.
2: It's a, it's when you hormone. said it. Did you see my face yeah. shoot over to you? Like, it's what the, is that?
1: It's the hormone of doing it,
2: <laughs> of coitus, as my mom would say. <laughs> it's the coitus vibe and hormone that is. Yeah, released.
1: and so part. So part of that of helping yourself. Is preparing before you're in labor and some of the biggest part of that is to, to prepare yourself not to be scared mm-hmm. of birth and so um, we hear lots of times like when people have a contraction they'll say like oh that was a bad one and it's, like, a little thing. Yeah, like,
0: but let's reframe this. Let's reframe
1: that. Like, that wasn't a bad one. Like, that was a good one yeah, because that meant it baby. was a harder one. It was working better. It's getting closer to having your baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, like, this little shift in your brain. And if you train yourself that um, – I like to talk about the difference. Everybody, like, we only have, like, one word for pain in our culture. Ouch. Yeah, or just the word pain, pain. or shit. And so we don't have a different word for childbirth than right. we have for getting stabbed in the leg mm-hmm. or breaking your leg. Um, so, and I feel like that that in your brain can be so scary because there's like that that um, meme out there that's like giving birth is as painful on the pain scale as like breaking a hundred bones all at your nose. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is that, wait, have they actually proven that?
2: I don't know. I don't know. A, I don't even
0: know where well, this...
2: So, hypno babies and hypnobirth are trying to change that by, yeah. you don't call them contractions, you call you call Rush. them waves or rushes, <laughs> yeah. and, and you're not transitioning your, what's the word? Powering through. Yeah, you're... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, I don't know what it I, I don't remember what the, what the word is for that, but you have to... Transforming, Transforming. Yes, Thank nice. you, Nikki. That just makes um,
1: me think of like electrical boxes exploding. Yeah, all I could think I is, like, like transformers. that word. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: but so we don't have a different word for that, and I could see any woman who reads that and thinks, oh. Giving birth naturally is as painful as every bone in your body breaking. Yeah, no like thanks. that sounds horrifically awful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've signed up for natural birth twice, and there's no way in hell I would ever let every bone in my body be broken at the same time. You know. And so there's a difference between, like, physiological pain and pathological pain.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Pain with a purpose. Yeah, so... Well, pa- that's what I was going to say. Is For someone like me, I don't mind calling it pain with a purpose because, mm-hmm. like, athletes or people who like a challenge, I'm like, oh, bring it on. I can do this. Like, yeah. I'm going to get through it. But that's my headspace. Yeah, like a long-distance so, runner hitting yeah, those
0: walls. Like, like, like it's not enjoyable, might... but you are doing it for a reason. You know, like, you're going to get that high from it, yeah. too. Mm-hmm.
1: Pathological pain and the way your body interprets it is also different. So during physiological pain. It might be discomfort. Your body's working really hard. People that are running marathons, even though they've trained for it and want to do it, they're going to hit points where they're going to feel like they're in pain. They don't want to do it. But if they... Every mile and a half. Exactly.
2: <laughs> At the starting line. Or <laughs> if you're or
1: if you're me and your rectum starts...
2: <laughs> falling out of bashing. your body. That was only a half marathon, I know. but we, we did it and we made it anyway.
1: I would much rather give birth than do that again. Yeah, I don't um, think
2: I could walk for like days. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> that just means you get to lay in bed and watch shows together yeah. afterwards, though. No, I don't want to snuggle it. either. Yeah. So I didn't say snuggle. Do you notice I did not say snuggle? But it definitely shows
1: the difference between pathological pain and physiological pain. Yeah. Because when you go through pathological pain, your body is actually saying, I'm being hurt. This is bad. It yeah. starts releasing Protect, hormones of protection to, like to try and heal the damage, to try and keep you from feeling the pain, like you can go into shock, like your body knows it's being damaged. During physiological pain, it's normal pain. It's something that your body is made to do. It's purposeful. And and, it works with it. And it works with it. And then your body, when you're in labor or when you're doing exercise, will then release hormones to actually help you with that process that's actually a good process. So the, the further you get into labor the more oxytocin you're going to release, which is why your labor, your contractions get stronger and stronger. And the more endorphins you're going to release, which helps bring you into the Mm headspace that we're going to talk about that people need to get into um, when they're in those later stages of labor. And while
2: we are not in any way against, um, you know, like an epidural, I'm I'm against IV drugs and in labor. Well, but, I don't do anything. So. I but feel an like epidural. I'm so, but them. once you start adding in things like an epidural or like IV medications, all of this stops. Yeah. Your body is mm-hmm. no longer doing the normal function <sighs> mm-hmm. um, for physiologic pain. You're no longer releasing your oxytocins or getting that good endorphin rush. So once we yeah. kind of start messing with the way we've been doing it since the dawn of time things kind of go on hey what have that resource there
1: is so you might still re- be releasing oxytocin but it has been proven that um, you're going to be releasing less endorphins your, that cascade of hormones that are supposed to happen through each stage of labor that, um, cl- like, climax at the moment of birth for your bonding hormones are changed anytime you throw in an intervention like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think just moms knowing that, then they are still making an informed choice when they decide to have pain medication or not right. have pain medication. But just knowing that it does change things in your body besides not feeling
0: uh, pain as much. Um, and it can affect your postpartum too, but that's like a whole other Mm
2: -hmm. We'll talk about that in our postpartum mental health episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so there's things that we as as providers can do to help prepare our clients for this, to help them get into that headspace. And so um, really we see it a lot. Let's talk a little bit about how we see this in moms. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I think after the break we can talk about ways that you can prepare to help your your brain mm-hmm. do what it needs to do. Um, one of the ways that I see this a lot is... Um moms that are holding back going into labor and it can be for a lot of different things so you see like, that a
0: lot with moms who have earthside children already because they yes. know how difficult it is to have another earthside child so they tend to slow things down a bit mm-hmm. yeah or, usually by not pushing or even
1: just like <laughs> moms that won't go into labor yeah. until their kids are already are in bed mm-hmm. because, so many
0: three o'clock phone calls
1: yep and so that's one of those reasons why that happens and so that's why we have a lot of nighttime births. It's like their your brain, it's not just a physical thing like, oh, your body got this signal. We're ready for labor. It's going to happen no matter what. A mom's brain can literally yeah. be like, I have too much to worry about while my kids are awake. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as those kids are in bed, her brain's like, okay, yeah. I am safe now. I don't have to worry about that and can go into labor.
2: And some moms hold on as long as they can because they don't want to be in labor. So they can walk around for two weeks at five centimeters. Mm -hmm. Or
0: a lot of weekend babies because they know they have more support on the weekends Mm because their spouse will be home. Or even something as crazy as, like, they know that their leave will kick in on this day. So they're like, I want this baby in until my partner gets the whole two weeks off. It's Mm -hmm. like, all right, let's do it.
1: Yeah, or um, I see this a lot – for people who birth in the hospital, if their water breaks, and the hospital, different hospitals have different policies, but a lot of them will say that once your water breaks, they want you to come into the hospital. And so this goes along with my one of my favorite sayings, the watch pot never boils. Mm-hmm. Um Which
0: Jess is right. <laughs> it is true.
1: But then so your mom, you're sitting in the hospital, you're being monitored. It's super, super hard for her body to start labor just mm-hmm. sitting there mm-hmm. waiting for labor to start.
2: Mm-hmm. Didn't you hide in the bathroom with a mom once? Oh, I've done that lots of times. You mean yeah. so that she couldn't be seen by other people. Yeah. Or like downstairs in the lobby. Like yeah. you're not we yeah. can't have you here. You're not in labor yet oh yeah let's see what we can yeah, do yeah or add. I'll
1: have the the p- partner and the mom hide out in the bathroom and I'll like sit out somewhere reading a book mm-hmm. um or go to sushi one or the other <laughs> it's probably the sushi whatever whichever <laughs> one works for you best I don't have a preference <laughs> um but yeah
0: Gina. so just s- doesn't lie <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um so whenever whatever um So a mom trying to go into labor, if everybody's sitting around watching her and she's just focusing on that, it's going to be a lot harder for her to go into labor, which is why a lot of times, even for a mom who's at home, if her water's broken and we know we need labor to start within some period of time, I'll say, don't just sit around and focus on going into labor because... You can't control it yeah. by thinking about it. Yeah. So, so I'll you can say, say... sleep,
2: sleep, sleep, or <laughs> go out and do
0: something. Yeah.
1: Or I'll say, put on a funny movie, because mm-hmm. then you're going to be laughing, number one, which also
0: helps release oxytocin. And hopefully, there's an attractive man in it, so your oxytocin yes. will get going real good. It also
1: helps. Laughter is the best way to release endorphins as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I have a client who went and saw Thor... To put herself in labor And I was like That's an excellent (laughs) decision
1: Yeah And we did that One of the births That we've talked about on here That Kim got angry at me Because I When I got there To this mom Her labor was still Hadn't like totally Turned the corner And so I was like Let's put on a funny show And then when Kim got there We were sitting on the couch Laughing Laughing hysterically (laughs) And she was like
2: Why am I here (laughs) We came right from another birth So We haven't slept yet Nikki was there for that one, too.
1: But she had her baby, like, what, an hour and a half, two hours
2: later. Yeah.
1: um, Yeah, as soon as her birth team got there, it was, like, ready to go. Um, But then also with the birth I did this week or some other births, it it also happens that if there's a mom who does have some anxiety about birth um, or who has trouble turning off her brain um, because, like I said, we're going to talk about your brain and how to help this process after the break. But there are some moms that are anxious about labor and they'll be
2: starting labor. Oh my gosh. And they start and they stop or they never start. We (laughs) know that once they kick in, it's gonna mm-hmm. go so It's fast. gonna be brilliant, but these moms will just be convinced something mm-hmm. is wrong. Something's gonna go wrong. Something's not gonna Usually work. Usually around their other children in the home, or like someone coming to pick up their kids, or yeah. so, or they just don't. They're just terrified. Like I don't know what's gonna happen, yeah. and they'll start and stop labor for a week. Like yeah. it's awful, and then you're not
0: sleeping. <laughs> No yeah. one's sleeping. So, like, those are the fears that we need to talk about prenatally to help you, like, set yourself up mm-hmm. for success to not miss sleep for, yeah. like, a week before you go have your baby. Or taking you
2: to some, whichever.
1: Yeah. But the birth that I did, um, it was, like, I got there because um, they were wanting help, and I could see that her brain was still completely on, like, still thinking about all the things and thinking about every contraction and worried about the pain that was to come Mm -hmm. the physi the physiological pain that was to come and she was having contractions but they were really short and Mm -hmm. she was experiencing them as like painful even though to me I was like I don't think these are really doing anything um and so one way that I thought to help was Instead of like sitting up and paying to every pay attention to every contraction, like let's go lay down in the bed.
0: Mm-hmm. Always and, always just like yeah. This is exactly what we did the other day with our Be, mom that we just had.
1: Because yeah, we had two births in the same day that were super similar. <clears throat> yeah, which happens. Yeah. They're probably a third. Yeah. And so, um because Going to sleep also turns
0: off that thinking part of your brain. Mm-hmm. And, and if so, you can't sleep, hypnobirthing or, like, some kind of meditation is an amazing tool.
1: Yeah. But I found that a lot of moms don't feel like they can sleep. And then they But do. it's because once they lay down and they start to get tired, their yeah. brain does start to turn off. Mm-hmm. And then their contractions get harder. And they're like, well, the contractions are harder when I'm laying down. But I'm like...
0: It's probably because they're actually working. And a lot of times they'll space out, too. So yes. moms don't realize that which they're getting a better we... break in between. Yeah. And like, yeah. even those two minutes up to, you know, four minutes four, of five. sleep can make a huge difference.
1: Yeah, which is exactly what happened. So we went from having, like, contractions two to three minutes apart, but they were 20 seconds long, to five to six minutes apart and a minute were a little bit more than a minute long within Mm -hmm. just like an hour and I could tell immediately because she was falling asleep in between that they were working and that sleeping in between had turned off the brain within an hour we were ready to go to the center Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: she had her baby less than an hour after we
0: got to the center that's so funny. It's They're magic. exactly the same
2: story. Mine nose when yeah. ours was at home. Yeah. When I was in midwifery school, I just remember in all the stories that I used to read, it was like, we walked the stairs for hours. We did squats. We did all that stuff. And Tough. I yeah. my mind is blown for that because yeah. all I do is put women to yeah. sleep. Yeah. I like haven't you, had a birth like that in so long. I don't know either. if I ever have. And I'm like, what? Why are you, Why would you walk stairs if you can just... Yeah. Sleep. Yeah. Like, lay here with this peanut ball for the next five hours, and then we'll have a exactly. baby. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so, and that's one of our favorite sayings is, um, don't chase your labor. Let your
0: labor chase that's you. That's what you're saying, and I stole it. I did steal it. It's like my go-to. I, go <laughs> I to. love that
1: saying. Yeah. Because people will chase their labors. They're, like, running around trying to cause contractions.
2: Yeah.
0: Even if your water is broke, take a breath. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's I will fine. say, a
2: mom was chasing her labor once because she knew that if she left, I wouldn't make her birth. So she was literally forcing her labor to go and go and go and she was six centimeters and however longer later, she was still six centimeters. I'm like, listen, this is about, about me. Home, <laughs> you live less than a mile from my house. Yep. Worst case scenario, I will go to you to your home and I missed it. Oh, no. <laughs> she
0: lives in Tom's Brook, oh, like right oh, yeah. next oh, yeah. to she me. Like, by the end of it, was she totally okay? Well, it, it
2: or? Yes, in the end. Well, she did not want a home birth, so I felt awful. But my instruction was, if you have one contraction, you need to call me. Right. But her husband found her laboring in the bathroom by herself because labor started so intently. So suddenly, so she, she, just, she just didn't verbalize anything, and he goes, the "I'm that gonna across call." across the street and up the hill mm-hmm. from you. I said, "I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Kim," and she goes, "No, I think it's too early." And he called me, and I heard her push while we were on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I made it to her house with no bra on, no nothing, <laughs> and I still were you wearing the birth. a shirt. No I was I was, comp- I was, was wearing a shirt and no pants. No, so, yeah, I, I had a shirt on but i zipped my jacket up and stuffed my bra in the pocket. <laughs> Cause you, someone like me, and, and then they, you forget, and you, you realize like three hours after birth, you're like, oh yeah, there's a bra. I'll I said, go. I'm gonna uh, excuse me while I put my bra on. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, what? And then, it's a story. This no time to really rain sleep. these suckers. Not even, yeah, no, but I definitely kept yeah. my jacket zipped until postpartum. You think but, that mean it I right, but.
1: but another another time that this happens is that, and it happened at this birth too, is that. Um, even in a mom whose labor has kicked into high gear, we always know when you make that transfer to the hospital or that transfer to the birth center, you will it just in the process of getting up, getting in the car, yeah. driving to the center. It's like because you get you into get the, shit the center, done mode.
0: you like completely shut. Exactly.
1: So it can That also we know will slow things down. And then
0: once you get to the place you're going, <laughs> hey,
1: wow, wow, Kim, that's not that annoying.
0: is not gonna work out well for Sorry. us. Uh, Look at her hydrating. She's so responsible.
2: Listen, I'm still on vacation mode. I had a whole week off, and you guys are just chit-chatting away, and I'm just looking out the window. She's still in vacation mode. (laughs) Thinking about when I was in the hot tub. I'm always on vacation. Well, you better get <laughs> in gear because one of our mamas is
0: probably gonna have her baby soon.
2: Yeah, so I need you to switch back in. Awesome.
1: So, so yeah, we realize that moms do that when they transfer to the hospital, but then if they can, after they go through all that stuff, which is why we like to wait till they're really in active labor to make that yeah. switch, um, then once they can get back into that mode and then settle in a bit and settle in, it'll pick back up. Mm-hmm. And so, like that mom, she probably had people come to her at her house, she probably from the time. We left the house. I think if people were coming to her, she probably would have had her baby within twenty minutes. But her her body from being like, hey, we have to get up now. We have to go out in the cold. Get on your coat. Let's get to center. Sit in a car. Mm -hmm.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: So it's like, and she even said to me, "Wow, it's so crazy." How the mind really is connected because she could feel those things happening. Is that where the
0: idea for this episode came from? Yes.
1: And she even kept saying to me, like, it's so weird. As soon as my contractions are over, I feel oddly calm and sleepy and she's like is that just cuz i'm tired and i'm like well you probably are tired but also you also hormones. are releasing all those great hormones, hormones during every contraction and they do make you feel calm and sleepy because they're working to to do that thing that we need to do to turn off your brain
2: you need to go into primal brain yes primal mode
1: so let's take our break Sounds and then good. when we come back let's talk about things that we can do to help facilitate this in our laboring mommies. awesome cue the music Oh, yeah. So, today's sponsor for our episode is Jen Marie Photography. Jen Marie Photography is located in Winchester, Virginia. She specializes in quality newborn and family photos. Um, I love Jen Marie Photography, not only because she's my dear sister-in-law, But also because she just does such a good job. Jen has captured
0: some of the most embarrassing photos of me of all time. Oh, they were so glorious. (laughs) And she took my beautiful (laughs) breastfeeding
1: pictures.
2: She did. I'll post one of those later. They are so
0: beautiful. I'll post my embarrassing
1: photo. I've also helped be her assistant for for newborn photography before. And she is literally like a baby whisperer when you're in the room with her with your newborn. Um, So check her out. Check out her work. Um, Her website is www.gen slash no that's wrong. What are
0: those called? She again? got the
2: www
1: right. Is that a hyphen? It's a hyphen.
0: dash. It's a dash or a hyphen? Just like that.
2: Okay,
1: okay. www.jen marie, M A R I E, dash photography.com. Com,
2: Com, So
1: again, www.jenmariephotography.com with a dash and hyphen thin oh thing God, between every word. So, um, it's, oh, oh one it's ten. one N, J E N. So sorry if that was confusing. We are going to post an ad about her. But so don't listen to us. Just look at our Facebook. The website will be on there. But she's uh, amazed balls at what she does. This was painful. That was painful. We love uh, you, Jen. I think it was physiologically painful, though. <laughs> Not. No, this was pathological. This is pathological. Okay, painful. back to the episode. Back to the Everyone, episode. Everyone, shut up. Back to the episode. <laughs> Welcome back from that well <laughs> Refined break.
2: That was the one of the worst ad jobs it's like a band did you just call, <laughs> no, you just call it an ad job I think I said <laughs> hand job that's what I heard that was the worst hand job
1: I've ever had if you don't come to Jess for anything come to her for her great ad jobs
2: yes <laughs> she will blow your mind she will blow some. and your ads <laughs> we blow your mind and your ads <laughs>
0: You guys are oh my ridiculous. God. You're okay. ridiculous. But Next. you're I'm really, You're
1: really making me release a lot of oxytocin. <laughs> I'm not even
0: snuggling you. I and snuggling endorphins.
1: You. And so I'm feeling, like, really good. She's so warm and fussy right now. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about some of the things that getting into the right mindset or not being in the right mindset can do in labor. So we said that after the break we were going to talk about ways – I think we squidgy that a little,
0: but I think there's, I think that was a little gray area. What the hell is a squidgy? <laughs> I'm saying I think we might have blurred the pre-break and the post-break themes a little bit, but oh, usually. A, hashtag is what we do.
1: That usually happens. Um, we get so excited. So we're going to talk about how you can facilitate that, or how we as providers can facilitate. That and our clients. And so, again, going back to the hormones of labor, we want to find ways to facilitate the release of more oxytocin and endorphins and less adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Adrenaline is like... It gets what, shit done. Adrenaline is a stress hormone. It's it's responsible for f- uh, fight or flight. But it is like the mortal enemy of oxytocin. Mm-hmm. And so adrenaline literally... It's the kryptonite. Yeah. It turns mm-hmm. off oxytocin, and which is why when you release adrenaline, your contractions will slow. Um, You might be in more pain. Um, And so everything that we can do as providers to encourage the release of the good hormones and discourage the release of the stress hormones are going to help people have a easier labor.
2: I enjoyed small rushes of adrenaline during my labors.
1: Well, yeah, they've actually found that actually rushes of adrenaline towards the end of labor. Yeah, that's when it was. Are supposed to. I just to, wanted to add that in yeah, there. Yeah. That's supposed to happen naturally, but not out of fear, but right. out of like your body does it naturally. And that mm-hmm. can also be, um, contribute to the fetal ejection
0: reflex. Yeah. Which I think actually happened a little bit at that birth we did the other day. Yeah. came back on it.
1: And so that also goes back to animals in labor that. Adrenaline does have a role in labor at the very end, but not the kind where you're scared. But
0: What's a fetal ejection reflex? Fetal
1: ejection reflex is when a reflex actually gets triggered where your baby gets like spit out of your
2: body. And it literally kicks him or herself out of your mm-hmm. womb. Like yeah. They kick their legs back, they throw their heads forward, and they eject.
1: But they have also found this can happen with animals in labor. So if a, a mom in labor, who's an animal, <laughs> happens to get a big dose of adrenaline right at the end of birth, um, she can also just spit her kid out and then run away to distract away from the baby. Right. Um, so it can go either way. Earlier in labor, it can stop labor and the baby can be sucked back in. At the very end stages of labor, it can kick in the fetal ejection reflex where...
2: Our bodies are amazing. Yeah, it's they crazy. Really uh, amazing. And this is, I feel like in the beginning <laughs> when we started, that's what I was saying. Like all of these phenomenal amazing mm-hmm. things that our bodies are capable of doing we've moved away from mm-hmm. that yep. and instead we're just like okay you go in and you get this and you get that and this is how it works we're moving mm-hmm. away from these like beautiful amazing natural physiologic occurrences that have been going on since the world began and yeah that, and like not just moving away from them like we don't even know about them anymore people are
0: talking about them and so. they're telling
1: us they don't exist It's yeah. because they don't see them exist or they see birth not going as well as we they're could not doing it in a because natural- these things aren't are be, because we're not helping people release the right hormones to have the good things happen and mm-hmm. so then the only experiences care providers see are labors that are dysfunctional and then every once in a while they get a unicorn labor mm-hmm. and they're like
0: oh it could be that way but it's like it's more I feel like that's how Nestle's mm-hmm. approach. like oh that was weird. it's like a one-off that was thing. random like yeah. it still isn't the norm no. yeah so some of
1: the things that I do when a mom's Either in labor, and I'll talk about before labor too, but some of the things you can do, and I I like to talk about, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast yet, but I talk about it with my clients a lot before labor. I talk about oh crap moments. Um, And so I find when a mom's starting labor, like she's really
0: excited and she's like... Ooh. Wants to ride that energy. Yeah, and she's like... Turns having, on her music. I'm
1: having a contraction. It's so exciting. I'm going to meet my baby today. <laughs> I'm going to dance around Ooh. and walk some stairs. Yeah. Wake up everybody. <laughs> exactly. Which we do not recommend because you're going to tire yourself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I find that the first oh crap moment happens when moms transition, not transition, but go from that early labor kind mm-hmm. of vibe to like... A lot of moms, I say, will, like, turn a corner and they'll be in active labor. Yeah. So contractions will, because she's been in that good mood and she's been, like, excited, will all of a sudden take that turn and now they're harder, yeah. they longer, they're stronger. And she'll get, like,
0: really quiet and more, like, introverted. Yeah. Or, I call those plateaus. Yeah.
1: Or I'll say, I'll see moms at that, at that point in labor, a lot of moms will actually, like, Cry.
2: Mm-hmm. They'll get very emotional. Like, how am I supposed to keep going? Yeah. If it took that long to get here, I'm going to be doing exactly. this for another 24 hours. So they
1: have a no-crap moment.
0: And then they start trying to calculate, like, time, how long it's going to take. You kind of just have to like shut that down in a gentle way. You kind of just have to like encourage them to get onto um, mm. that next level and really focus. The next plateau. Mm-hmm. So
1: I feel like just warning parents about these oh crap moments helps them do that because yeah. they're like oh I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And I always say it takes about fifteen minutes of like and getting then, into it, and then you get used to that new mm-hmm. normal, and you can then and your body then catches up and releases
0: more oxytocin, yeah. more endorphins to help with mm-hmm. what they're going through. Yeah. And, and water so, can help with that transition, too. Like, even if you're not ready to get in the tub yet, if you have a shower, shower. like, that can be so helpful with that yep. 15 minutes of, like, refocusing and centering. Just something
1: about the water hitting your back, mm-hmm. really, it's almost like effleurage. It can cause you to release more endorphins, and it feels so good. Mm-hmm. And um, this is
2: all education. This is all talked about prenatally. Mm-hmm. And, and I can say, remember, I told you those little plateaus were going to hit. You just stepped up on one or you're having your oh crap moment. Mm -hmm. We're going to get you through it. And in a few minutes, you're going to be right back on track Mm -hmm. again. Exactly.
1: And so some of the things I might also do to help facilitate releasing endorphins faster because endorphins make you feel happy, but they also relieve pain. Any part of your body that is a hairless, naturally hairless part of your body, like the palms of your hands, the soles of your feet, when massaged or rubbed, it causes your body to release um, endorphins. And so I will do that during those periods of time. Isn't um, that funny? Why? <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it feels it?
0: magical. Why?
1: <laughs> um, Eflorage does that. And so, Eflorage, mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is, it's like a very gentle, you use like the back of your fingernails and you like are barely touching bare skin, but you ru- rub your hand down a person's back just enough to cause goosebumps.
0: Yeah. If you're like into ASMR at all, that is basically what ASMR is. ASMR? Not safe. Please don't ask me what the. Yeah, I not thought kidding. you were talking about the BDSM. S&M. Yeah. Oh, God. No, let, me, no. let so, me clarify. So, if you like
2: to be spanked, you will love effleurage. Spanking releases endorphins. I think those are actually the opposite endorphins.
1: If you like it, spanking releases endorphins. If not, it's going to cause you to release adrenaline. It might shut your laser
0: down. Oh, my so. God. I don't think anyone's ever... I've never
2: experienced that <laughs> ever. Thank goodness. Maybe
1: Carla brain. will try that her first time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, so, speaking,
1: you said I could say your name on our podcast. Speaking of,
2: speaking of Carla, my beautiful friend Nikki, congratulations! She and Brian got married this weekend. Woo-hoo. And when we went to the bridal luncheon, she presented like everyone got this beautiful gift. Yeah, and it was a cheese, um, a cheese board, like a beautiful Ooh. where you put. Pre- <laughs> was so there cheese on I it? I pick it up and I'm like. Oh, we got It's a paddle! It's a paddle! Oh, we got a new sex toy for being in your wedding. This is so great! And she was just like, oh my god. It's a fucking cheese board, you idiot. So when you spank each
0: other, you can get your name engraved yes. into your butt. I'm like, look at this, a marble ch- a marble paddle. Is so <laughs> that like,
1: I can eat cheese off of it and be spanked?
0: This is the best gift
1: I've
2: ever had. I don't think she was expecting that. Just roll some
0: pursuit up on there and
2: I'm in heaven. Oh my in- gosh. Cabin. Dude, we were at this
0: birth the other day, and the grandmother's like, I have prosciutto downstairs, and I don't think I've ever seen Jess look Runs so bad. happy in her entire life. She, she like, had not like, slept all night, so she, you know, you're looking a little tired. And then literally this inner light started glowing Aww. from the inside out, and I was like, this is... This is Jess's power moment right now. She knows prosciutto's in the house. Oh, I have that <laughs>
2: video of you slow motion eating I it. I forgot about that yes.
0: video. maybe we'll post it. All. No, that it was, was a terrible You're video. never going to post that. We are not that. posting that. No. That made me
2: so happy. Yeah. Anyways. Just, anyway, moving ASMR on. is
0: not BDSM. You should Google that. Not what BDSM. Google ASMR if you're interested in effleurage. A-S-M-R. The former, not the latter.
1: Okay, (laughs) don't Google the latter.
2: Also, something,
1: so anything that causes you to release goosebumps massage-wise, we're going away from the BDSM. So I also (laughs) like to do head massage or, like, doing, like, a massage in that that spot in the back where your neck meets your head or down into, like, your shoulder. Like, doing that, it will release, like, goosebumps. That releases endorphins. And that's going to help a mom move past her oh-crap moment and help her body release the hormones she needs And so then I find moms, then they go into their zone. They're good. But every time labor takes a step up for the more intense, they're probably going to have another crap moment. The next plateau. Yeah.
0: Touch can still help at any point in labor, but it tends to be, this is a little bit more. Oh, yeah.
1: I'll do it throughout, but I feel like it's super important at those times Mm -hmm. um, that they'll have another one. It takes 15 minutes for them to get used to that. And then they have the ultimate of a crap moment, which is transition. Right. Or transforming. Transformation.
2: Transformation. <laughs> when they say, that's it, I'm done, yeah. I can't do this anymore. I, I so can't often do crying. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, because then you don't have to. Exactly. also usually involves vomiting,
0: not for everybody, but for a lot. This mom the other day was amazing. She vomited when she went to active labor, and then she vomited, and once. She, once when she went to active labor, and once when she transitioned. And I was like, this is the yeah. best birth. Yep. This is the
1: easiest read. This is amazing. Right? <laughs> and so – um Yeah, so then during – and even just knowing about transition, like, it's still going to be hard while you're going through it, but knowing that that's what that means – the mind-body connection, yeah. it makes it so much easier knowing, remember, we told you, you were going to not just be like, oh, I don't think I can do it. You're going to believe yeah. that you can't do it.
0: And you're you, also so fucking close at this point. And that
1: you're so, so close, close. And that's an amazing sign, <laughs> which is why when you say, I can't do it anymore, we as your birth team are like, yes! Yeah, in the corner, like, celebrating. Exactly. <laughs> because <laughs> it's, <laughs> every mom, whether she's had one kid or... Ten, yeah, she that's always I mean. has that moment in labor, and it's it's a good thing. And it, it part of it being that intense is that it helps her body release those and the the hormones she needs to have those bonding hormones for right after birth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's some of the ways that you can facilitate it in labor. But I also like to talk about how to facilitate it um, in early labor. So we talk a lot about um, how your brain is different when you're in labor, and so helping facilitate. Your brain getting into that point of view Mm -hmm. earlier Mm -hmm.
2: helps
0: your labor, helps that happen faster. It's
2: a lot harder for type A OCD people. It is. Or older
0: first time moms who, you know, have their systems and their ways of doing things.
2: Yeah. It definitely makes it harder for some people, but we're pretty good at picking those moms out and saying, you're one of the moms that we need to get into a good headspace in the beginning. Yeah. So, um... We, we wanted to read a
1: quote from the book, Orgasmic Birth. The Unicorn of Birth. Your Guide to a Safe, Satisfying, and Pleasurable Birth Experience. It's a really good book. Um, if you've never read it, you probably should. Um, but there's one little quote in this book we wanted to read talking about that. Uh, we're talking a lot about the things that we've been talking about here. And it's talking about oxytocin. It says, um, it's another element in the hormonal mix. It's produced by the pituitary gland, um, known as the love hormone, the doing it hormone. <laughs> it's released not only with sexual activity, but also with arousal, even at the mere thought of a lover. <laughs> Mr. Lover.
2: lover. Wow. Mr. Lover. Which so is, so which romantic.
1: It goes back to the mind-body connection, like just thinking about something can cause you to release hormones, and so that works in birth. Um, so this is, this is never at higher levels in a woman's life than when she is pregnant, reaching a peak at the moment she gives birth. Um, oxytocin is the key to both heightened desire in pregnancy and orgasmic birth. Um, it's also known as the bonding hormone. So it's an important consideration for who attends us when we give birth, but also our need for uninterrupted time with our newborn. So, there's a critical link between oxytocin and brain waves that are even deeper and more synchronous than alpha. So, this is going to start to get a little bit, it's very short, but it's talking about how we have different brain waves. And so, there's alpha brain waves, and then there's delta brain waves but there's also brainwaves called theta brainwaves and they are the deepest level of brainwaves
0: we can have without mm-hmm. being so when we like talk about like primal brain we're talking about those theta exactly brain. and
1: so they are the deepest level of brainwaves we can have without being asleep um, but we're also the least aware of what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. Primal
0: brains. Like, when you see their eyes kind of, like, glaze over and, like, they're totally there and they can check back yeah. in in between contractions, but during, you just kind of, you know. Yeah. It's like, there's, like, this glorious emptiness there. Or it's if like we a distance.
1: ask a question, like, do you want to get in the tub? Do you need to use the bathroom? Um, a really good sign that a mom is in that part of her brain is if she's just, like,
0: I don't know. Yeah. I like, don't, I can't answer or I prioritize don't anything know.
1: right now. Exactly. Yeah. So that's also a really good sign that you're getting closer to giving birth. Um, and so we want to try and, like, encourage moms to go into this. Um, theta. This theta mode. I feel a tattoo coming on. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, Just, Just doesn't do tattoos. <laughs> so it, this book also goes into, so it says, This is the deepest level we can experience in a waking state but it says anyone who has given birth or attended births can talk about the that there's points in the process when minutes seem like hours and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so in birth, the birth void. Yeah. When when Which moms so
2: scary. <laughs>
1: when moms are in labor, like they have no concept of time passing. Yeah. And even we as birth workers and this is what's going to talk about
0: Oh my about, gosh, it's so surreal. We
1: can get matched into that theta mm-hmm. mode. And so it says um,
0: I can't imagine spending 24 hours doing anything else and feeling as content as I do when I'm doing birth work. And
2: this happens to me um, a lot if we've done a lot of births in a row and I'm just tired Mm -hmm. is I'll notice that I'm like, my eyes are shut and the mom's moaning and my whole body is just Mm -hmm. like, rocking. you know, like like when you're holding a baby and you just naturally rock and I'll feel myself like, "Mm," and I'll be humming to myself and it's like, and then it'll stop and my eyes will open and I'm like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Still
0: here. Especially <laughs> if you're like doing back pressure where you're touching them in some way, you really do just like mm-hmm.
2: link into that. I think I fell hard. asleep once when yeah. I was squatting. I did and that only one me. too. And you were like. Kim! And I was like, I'm here! What? Here I am! (laughs) That's a cool feeling.
0: It's weird. Like, I I mean, if you don't ever get there, that's fine because it doesn't mean you've been up for 36 hours. But if you ever get there, it's pretty sweet. It's really
1: cool. So this goes on to say that oxytocin facilitates bonding through entrainment. And so entrainment is when we as birth workers or even the partner with the mom, we get in that same rhythm, with the mom. And Mm -hmm. during this physiological process, um, it points out that our heartbeats and breathing rhythms can become synchronized. Mm -hmm. This can also happen during Coitus, love making. Um, just
0: to clarify, that's not happening doesn't. with us and our clients. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: But it's just We're talking, talking about birth. oxytocin. Birth. Yeah. Yes. But it's like how all those things are connected. Um, so a woman laboring in theta can entrain attendants or birth workers to her frequency as long as they are open and unafraid. And so I have always purposely done this as a doula. That when I'm really attending a mom and I'm like massaging her or whatever, while she's having contractions, I'll breathe at the same rhythm mm-hmm. she's
0: breathing. Yeah, that happens a lot without even realizing it.
2: Too. Yeah. Just hearing you say that, I've realized how many times, but only when I'm exhausted. I don't think this has ever happened to me after a good night of sleep, but at countless times being exhausted, I have absolutely. I think it's because you're more like, vulnerable. Then. You're so vulnerable. Yeah. Usually I'm a type A. And, I'm you're, and
1: your brain is naturally getting close to that sleep stage right. where you're less aware of yeah, things. Which, right? which I is not just ride why, that wave. Which is of. why putting moms to bed can help them get into this. this Uh, headspace where then their labor can pick up Um, and so it can happen to us naturally.
0: I'll never forget this one labor I had where the mom was in the water and I was in front of her and her, I think her like partner at the time had gone to the bathroom or something and I've never made such intense eye contact with a client before and I've always, I mm-hmm. have never pushed it, but I've always been like available to my clients if that helps them, yeah. but I've never had anybody since then do this where she just like locked in immediately and mm-hmm. like it was so intense mm-hmm. and like it was just like our yeah. heartbeats, I wasn't even touching her and I knew that our pulses were exactly the yeah. same they have- and we made the same noises. But this is how was birth wild. was.
2: For everyone Mm -hmm. until the 30s and 40s when we just took away all of this you know this is totally
0: random but one of my favorite facts about like that space that sacred space that we used to honor is that that's what belly dancing used to be is Ah. women would surround their the woman in labor they would surround wherever she's birthing and dance for her because belly dancing is like the natural movement of labor anyways and it was like this very like hypnotic soothing dance that other women in the village or the community would do for the laboring woman to like help her get into that space yeah, so cool. obviously that's changed a lot culturally, but that was what belly dancing was originally.
1: Yeah. And so this is talking about facilitating that, but it also talks about I'm almost done with this part of the book. Um, on the other hand, and we're, so it talks about the opposite of that. So there's the one hand where having birth attendants that are trained to you that are not fearful that this will happen, but then on the other hand when there is fear in the mother or her attendants during labor, Quite literally, the doors to ecstasy close and pain increases. So this is due to the release of catecholamines or stress hormones, Mm -hmm. um, the most common being adrenaline, which we're talking in. So adrenaline contracts the circular muscles of the uterus, including the cervical opening, which must be relaxed to dilate. This constriction results in pain and impaired circulation, which could also lead to fetal distress. So if you are scared you are going to feel more pain and more fear. If you're not scared and you have loving attendants that are not scared, you're going to feel feel less pain. And your cervix will stay open. And a your lot, cervix will open I think a lot easier. of moms
2: that are starting to feel fear, they're the ones that are going to start vomiting. Like, any time there's any hesitation... Mm-hmm. Um, if a mom is starting to hesitate and not wanting to push or not wanting to do a, B and C, I know she's gonna puke like she's going to throw up because that's her body's way of trying to open the sphincters, yeah, yeah. Um, and also it goes back to the importance of picking the right team because yep. if you have the right team and you're all on the same page like we talked about last week, then this all or the week before mm-hmm. whenever um this all comes together so it's it everything we talk about can all be. It all comes back together. It all together. comes back together, comes
1: so. together. So before we finish up, I just want to talk about one more thing I talked to my clients you have about. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. I can <laughs> I can finish in seven minutes. I'm on no it problem. Today. I can finish three times in seven minutes. Seven that minutes. Uh, that That's a gift. <laughs> So another thing I like to talk about is that um, in early labor, um, more activities to help turn off that thinking part of your brain. So the thinking part of your brain is the part of your brain that is trying to, like, figure things out. Rationalize what's going on. Rationalize what's going on. Think about
0: where your kids are at that moment.
1: So there's really little things that moms can do to help turn off this part of their brain. And it doesn't seem like much, but it helps a lot. And so some of the things I tell my clients to do is that um, when they're starting early labor, a lot of moms will be texting people,
0: yeah,
1: even me as a doula. And so it's like even just that part of your brain where you pick up your phone, Mm -hmm. turn on your phone, Mm -hmm. think of what you're going to text, hit send, turn off your phone. That's keeping that thinking part of your brain engaged. Yeah. And you're right so, about other people. Which is why we see that when moms kick into that labor,
0: dads start to text mm-hmm. us or instead of – Yeah, that's yeah. when we know that things are going as when the dad calls. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so
1: I'll say, let's facilitate that earlier. Dad, if you can start texting me updates instead of mom, that's going to help her start to get into yeah. that – Part of her brain turning off. Mm-hmm. Another thing is timing contractions. Like people get really oh my yeah. goodness obsessed you, with timing contractions.
2: If you have to sit and time them to know what's going on, and you're thinking that hard, mm-hmm. turn it off and go to sleep. Yeah, yep. I love that about working with second
0: time or third time moms. Is like my clients rarely, rarely mm-hmm. ever time contractions, and yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah, and but sometimes we might ask you as birth providers yeah, to time to some contractions um, to get some information of what's going on. But I always say don't have mom do that have dad do that because the same thing every time mom picks up her phone says oh a contraction starting let me push the button now it's ending let me push the button Mm -hmm. she's keeping that part of her Mm -hmm. brain engaged as opposed to let me just experience each each contraction as it comes um (coughs) and you're sacrificing that rest time in between as well Exactly. So it's just those little things that keep you out of your thinking part of your brain, um, are going to help you go into the part of your brain that's going to help your labor kick in Mm -hmm. and help your labor go faster. And that's true all the way through the labor process. And don't, and one last thing I want to say, so many moms and not just first time moms, second time moms, third time moms, um, they try to do these mathematical equations in their head
0: where it's like... <laughs> like what's a normal
2: lever? Yeah, I've like, had this many contractions.
1: And I'm, I just got checked and I'm five centimeters dilated. So, so I should be this many by this time. But that's your thinking part of your brain. Let us
2: do that. We yeah, Trust me, we're doing diet. it.
1: <laughs> but but also it doesn't mean anything. It no. can take you sixteen hours to get to five centimeters and then you can give birth to your baby within twenty minutes. Yeah. We
2: had a mom a couple weeks ago go from one centimeter to birth in less than two hours.
1: Oh yeah, totally. First so, time
2: baby. That's crazy. That included pushing. That's awesome. So labor like
1: crazy. It's hard. Labor is not a mathematical equation. And trying to do that is going to keep you in that thinking part of your brain. And then second time and third time moms do that too, where they'll be like, Well, in my last birth, they try and see this birth through the lens of their last birth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I always say the the best way to get over that, and you need to train yourself in pregnancy, Mm -hmm. is like just remember. All you need to do is get through that one contraction you're in right at that moment, and then then let it go when it's done. Because let it go and take your break. And when we say take your break, we mean
0: take your break. Don't Mm -hmm. use your break to To be
2: on your phone or or
0: to to worry about the next one coming. Yeah, Yeah.
1: or to think about all the contractions you've already done. Like use your break to completely let your mind go, rest your shoulders, relax all your muscles, take deep breaths. And then when the next one comes, you just get through that one. Because there's no way for us to know or for you to know whether your birth is going to last 10 more hours or 10 more minutes.
2: We'd be bajillionaires if we knew that. How much longer?
0: I feel like one of my biggest takeaways from this most recent birth related is we've kind of talked about hypnobirthing. But I want to say if you're planning on using that in labor, please use it prenatally Mm -hmm. and use it when you go to bed at night. Because I have to say, their voices are like not the – They're kind of annoying sometimes. And like, that's okay. Like, it's hard to do meditation and find someone you really love. But if you practice it and get Mm -hmm. used to it, you can eventually let go of that really mundane part and like really focus on what's being said and like go into your Mm -hmm. headspace. And it's
1: okay to fall asleep during those because then it is going into those brain waves, Mm -hmm. like in your beta, your, I forget. Theta. Theta brain waves. So yeah, so I just want everyone to like take from this is that whether you're birthing at home or in the hospital, like, Birth is so, so, so mental. And if you can, like, prepare yourself for the normal things it's
2: for you to go Take through. a class. Know how you want to get through your contractions. You yep. have to educate yourself mm-hmm. and know what's coming. Don't go into it blindly. Yeah, yeah don't and, eat
0: a great diet and take care of your physical body, but don't like yes. n- totally miss out on taking care of your mental and emotional body
2: as well. And
1: hire providers that get this, mm-hmm. who aren't going to walk in in the middle of a contraction being loud.
2: Well, do you want it or not? Like,
1: yeah. What? So if you pr- if you hire providers that are going to get get this and help facilitate this natural process. Your birth's gonna go easier. Hiring a doula that also gets that is going to help your birth go yeah. easier. Look at because, the research; it's out there. Because when you get to that place where you're doubting or you're panicking, she can remind you, like, this is what's supposed to happen, and then help facilitate those those things that help
0: you get through that hard part. Yeah, and Or tell your birth support people to
2: educate themselves as well. Exactly. It is a mind body connection. You, your mind and your body both have to be ready. Get in that headspace. Yep. And so, I guess all I
1: guess our episode is coming all to an end. So all we have to say is like we hope that everyone's births go beautifully. And even when they don't, we hope that you feel empowered through it, and that you feel like you find know, peace and wellness. And that and that the things that happen needed to happen for your baby and for you to feel healthy. Um, and then, other than that, all we have to say is cheers, cheers, clink. We don't have glasses. Water <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs>